afternoon, everyone, and welcome. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting at republicbroadcasting.org. Today is Monday, August 29th, 2022. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. I'd like to remind everyone RBN is listener-supported, so please donate what you can, folks. Free speech cannot exist without being funded by we, the people. So please help ensure RBN can continue broadcasting this uncensored content well into the future. And, of course, there are many ways you can do that. You could use PayPal on the RBN website donate page. You can call our RBN staff, donate via credit or debit card. Call in to donate at 800-724-2719, extension 3. Or you can mail in that donation, cash, check, money order, payable to RBN. Mailing address 2251 Double Creek Drive, Suite 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. And we greatly appreciate it, folks. Please help ensure RBN continues broadcasting this uncensored content, as I say, because this is really uh, the pinnacle uh, of free speech, which remains as far as people who are well-informed. I'd, I'd say that this is among the best. Of course, there are others, and we need to network and with other platforms, uh, other like minds as well. Getting each other on each other's shows is a good way to do that, I, all in support of, of actually having uh, too many independent uh, sources for our enemies to be able to take out, basically. That's really what it comes down to. Of course, this is Monday, so I have my overseas correspondent, uh, Paul <laughs> Edward Stevenson. Hello, Paul. Hello, Richard. It's uh, good to be with you. Um, this is my second address uh, today uh, to across the pond to the U.S. there. I was on with David Duke earlier, so uh, it's good to be with you in RBN as well. Oh, it's always good to have you. And yes, it's great that you've been doing shows regularly every every week with Dr. Duke. And mm. I mean, he's, he certainly appreciated your, your perspectives, uh, very similar to his, but of course, overseas certainly seeing all of the issues uh, that we face and mm-hmm. not afraid to speak out about it you know and i think that's the most important part um because yeah. so many might be aware but but they're not willing to do what what people like yourself do you know i invited uh one of our uh, fellow chaps <laughs> to join us here today uh, you've got on well uh, before i figured you wouldn't mind catching up i have paul in california here with us. Hello, Paul. Good morning, Richard, and uh, good morning, Paul. And uh, you can refer to me as Paul number one to uh, draw the distinction. (laughs) (laughs) I I will defer. That's that's okay. My my ego is not that big. I can be Paul number two. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I I heard a joke. Let me ask the question, see if either one of you guys heard it. So do you know what the hardest part of three weeks to flatten the curve is? What? Hmm. What's that? The first two years. 
nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, we haven't spoken, Paul, since I think we did the roundtables on Saturday mornings. Remember, we all used to get together and do Farron's show when Farron was off, and we used to have a good old laugh on those shows. We, we had, uh, those were good shows. There was always maybe three or four of us, remember? Um, yeah, I think I, I did a, a couple of those. Um, uh, I'm not sure how long ago, but uh, yeah, no, I do. I do remember. Yeah, when was that? Earlier this year? Was it maybe six months ago or something like that? Maybe end of last I can't remember. Time flies by so quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, it may have been in the all, last summer. And all the all the appearances that we make just kind of blend into each other, huh? I know. Sometimes it's like it's very frustrating when you try and remember something that you were talking about in a particular radio show, and you're like, I don't even know whether it was my show, whether it was a round table, whether it was with Richard, and you're just torturing yourself. It's just pointless going through the archives to try and find it because you'll never find it. You know, it's just like maybe one thing like for just a conversation about a particular topic you know, oh, I wish I could remember which show it was you know but anyway well the, the one good thing is we can always remember what we say um, because we say the same things consistently and we're not, we're not liars <laughs> yeah. you know so <laughs> yeah. yeah I know but it's interesting tracking back sometimes because you know most of the stuff that we talk about it's like it could be prophetic and you're seeing you're seeing a lot of that now with the uh the COVID narrative, you're seeing the excess death, you're seeing the one of the main candidates for the conservative uh, leadership has uh, sensationally uh, stated that he was against the lockdowns, but he was more or less forced into it by the medical experts and the technocrats. Um, so the, the, the narrative has, has sort of collapsed in terms of the, the lockdowns and how much damage they've done. You're seeing all the inflation now as well kick in. Um, and of course the excess deaths, which I've kind of, I feel as if I'm a little bit preoccupied to the point of obsession for some reason, but, um, there's, uh, for the last 14 of the last 15 weeks, there's around a thousand extra deaths each week in England and Wales, none of which are due to COVID. So, um, a lot of extra dead bodies, including, uh, there was a Scottish cyclist <coughs> over here that uh, he won a big cycling competition on, on the Sunday, not Sunday past, the previous Sunday, and he was found dead on his bed on Tuesday morning. He had a cardiac arrest. His wife uh, tried to resuscitate him unsuccessfully. So this is the guy who was 27 years of age. Peak fitness, won a cycling, big cycling competition, and then inexplicably dead on Tuesday. I saw, I saw that uh, on, a, on, a, on a website. I saw an article about that. Yeah, it's just... It's so ridiculous and tragic and sad and all the other adjectives infuriating and, you know, all we can really do, we don't know these people and we we can't influence them, so all we can do is just watch. It's really something, I'm telling you. I, I glad we are that we didn't take those things. I mean, it's just Russian roulette, really, um, you know. Well, that's the insidious part of it, and uh, I've always said from the beginning I was pretty much, I don't know, you could you could characterize some of the things I said as, as monstrous, really, but I said initially that the worst thing they can do is to, uh, you know, give most people or a good number of people saline and then only and just limit the number of deadly doses because you know, then a lot of these people will think, well, that was just a, a bad reaction or something like that, right? And people will continue to, oh, I'm, I'm fine, I feel good. 
You know, that's that's the devious nature of, of what we're looking at. Because initially, I, I made some comments that, you know, you may, may have been considered outrageous, but I thought to myself, if they just, you know, kill all kinds of, a whole bunch of people right at first, uh, you know, first go-around, you know, that in actuality will end up being a good thing. But uh, I think that they were smart enough not to do that, which just makes them even more, you know, devious and insidious. And, you know, you could have predicted it. And as far as the, well, state of our, that's always a good way to compare. Uh, I don't know, like, when you look at similar findings in Europe and the U.S., uh, everything we've been following, you know, since the different phases of these shots and then the boosters. But, I mean, really all of our problems, I mean, it's clear that there's an attack on on whites as well. When I mean, you look at the immigration, the policies of our governments, and uh, you know who behind the scenes with uh, their agendas, Europe and the U.S. I mean, are facing so many parallels. And and the thing they have in common is that they're white nations under attack by Jewish power. And well, <laughs> Paul, you pointed out that this medical establishment tyranny, uh, just like the climate change tyranny, is is just uh, they're just two more arms of of this this beast, and uh, what I guess yeah. globalists has been the the most trending term of our times, right? <laughs> mm. Well, just just to finish off a little bit about saying the um, if the current trajectory continues, the number of non-COVID excess deaths will soon outstrip COVID deaths this year of twenty twenty two. There's a lot of dead bodies piling up here, you know. So when you say, uh, Paul, when you say excess death, <clears throat> what you're referring to is that there's already an established uh, so, sort of what you would call a baseline, the number of deaths you would expect in any given month or week or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah, number, exactly. That, that number has been exceeded by, you said, a thousand? thousand a week in England and Wales alone. Um, and just said, you what? know, they... <clears throat> Do you happen to know what they take this? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's about eight, I think is it eighteen percent or something like that? Fifteen, some somewhere between fifteen and eighteen percent more deaths than normally. Um, this is taken across the five year average, um, and this yeah. is for non non COVID uh, deaths. And and most of these deaths really are you know sort of inexplicable sort of deaths. I mean they they put them down to circular. I'm just looking at this article. Uh, circulatory and diabetes, cancers, um, but it doesn't really, you know, give the actual details. I mean, I'm not suggesting all of these are because of the vaccine, but there's going to be a percentage of them, I believe, are. And the problem is they're not really, they're they're given very little detail about it, you know, and um, Professor Carl Hennigan, director of the Center for Evidence-Based Medicine at Oxford University, has called for an investigation into it because he said it's just it's alarming and uh, it's just too many. It's not like you know it's just a half a dozen or something. You're talking out of fourteen out of the last fifteen weeks, just about a thousand more every week. So something's going on. Yeah, that's, that's definitely that's four thousand a month. You know? Right, right. I mean, that's uh, significant. I was actually surprised when you said it was 18% or 50 That sounded a little low, but I just, I don't know what the actual, uh, the real numbers are of, uh, 
you know, the uh, the normal, uh, you know, expected deaths. But, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, whether it's, it's the actual number of 1,000 or the percentage, it's certainly uh, more than significant. And, and we can be sure that when you uh, take into account whatever other factors there would be, and I don't know what they possibly could be because you set a five-year average. So unless there's been, uh, you know, a volcanic explosion or, <laughs> you know, some other sort of un- unusual, you know, natural disaster, then you would have to mm. attribute it to the vaccine because that's the the most prevalent thing in our culture and the newest and most prevalent thing. I don't know if there yeah. would be anything else you could, you could even think of as a factor. Also, an interesting stat is 80% of... Um, you know these a lot of these sports stars because there was a there was a boxer in Belfast that happened uh, as well just suddenly died. Well, eighty percent of these deaths and like sports stars because there's a, there was a guy in rugby, there's been other cyclists across sport uh, have no history of you know cardiac uh, heart problems in their family or anything like that. So you're talking about a very healthy people and b people who don't have a history of you know of, of a hereditary sort of history of. Um, heart problems, you know, like some people do. These are just people just suddenly their hearts are just giving up. Um, so obviously something's not right here. But they're going to, you know, suppress this. And the way they're dealing with it all the time is, well, you know, causation or causation um, correlation doesn't equal causation. But, well, you know, when the evidence is like, you know, mounting up like that, I think you have to start looking at... Uh, it's more than just a correlation. Okay, we've got a correlation with all these deaths and the vaccine rollout and the, the people who are, you know, in denial or are invested in keeping their own worldview alive have to explain this some other way. So that is the line. Correlation doesn't mean causation, you know. But um, it's interesting because I haven't really listened to a lot of mainstream media, but I, I'm wondering... Uh, what some of the usual suspects will be making of this. Obviously, they don't talk about it very much, but will they ever admit that these vaccines are dangerous? You know, these people well, who are obsessed with masks. And... I'll, t- I'll tell you, uh, the, the newest term I've heard thrown around over here, you know, we've all heard the the sudden adult death syndrome. <laughs> well, now there's another one I just heard recently called mass cell activation disorder. <laughs> These people, they won't stop, you know. And, I'm, of course, you mentioned earlier about some sort of a, a committee that may investigate this. Uh, we can be sure that uh, they won't find anything, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all nothing to see here, nothing to see here. And, uh, you see, this is so political. You know, it's not just about a medical thing. It's the usual types of uh, divide over here, whether it's Brexit, whether it's, uh, you know, covid uh, whether it's, uh, you know, the Ukraine uh, war, um, you have a certain amount, usually about half the population come down on either side of it, you know, um, and, you know, they, they are liberals or, you know, whatever they are. Um, but they don't love the tr- truth and, and they are very, you know, politicized, obviously, in their thinking. So these vaccines were almost like a political statement, you know? It was like a, a vote at the ballot box, you know? How many masks do I wear? You know, how many vaccines can I get? And so they're very unlikely to, <clears throat> to, to ever acknowledge that they were wrong and these things were dangerous, you know? Because it, it would mean having to sort of 
uh, swallow their pride and, and admit that those wacky conspiracy theorists on the far right, the terrorists, the far right extremists um, and the tinfoil wearing hat conspiracy theorists were actually right. And you know, you know what it kind of reminds me of, too, is just my general thesis sort of for years is that, you know, intelligent and aware and awake people tend to, um, you know, continue on that path and remain that way. And very, very stupid, slow on the uptake, uh, you know, mainstream believers also tend to remain that way. It's almost like uh, Newton's law of motion where our bodies at rest remain at rest unless a force acts upon them. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking yeah. about a friend of mine I, I just spoke with over the weekend, and, you know, actually he dropped by for a visit, and uh, his wife is uh, in the, uh, she works for Kaiser in medical field, but she's an administrator, so she's not really, doesn't even have a medical background, but, you know, she's a big believer, and she's now considering getting her fourth shot. She's had three, okay, and, uh, you know, he, the husband, has not had any, nor have his son. He's got a 17-year-old son and a 20-year-old son, and he won't allow them. They're on his side anyway, but he won't allow them to get a shot. And they go back and forth all the time. She will often wear a mask around the house. And when they go somewhere, she'll hassle them about, okay, where were they? Where were they? What did they do? You know, and really just insist on obsessively, okay, got to wash your hands and, and so on. She just remains this ridiculous, paranoid person. Occasionally, she will give them uh, crap about not wearing a mask, but mostly that's those conflicts have, you know, died down because she's not going to win. And he says how she occasionally threatens, you know, their marriage has been on the rocks for years anyway, but they're, you know, they stay together and they're living in the same house for Pete's sake. But uh, she constantly threatens to go live with her sister and he, you know, he tells her, good, I can't wait, I can't wait. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. this thing is just, this has been an operation on so many people's psychologies and relationships and, and as I made the point before, and again, no insult to any women listeners or, you know, to the any women board operators, but the predominant brainwashing campaign has worked most effectively on women. This has been my observation. Oh, yeah. 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 People like my mother, I I, I, I couldn't help it. Or I, I, I couldn't resist it. So I challenged my mother on this recently, and uh, I sent her this story about the cyclist, and I said, oh, have you noticed all these young people, healthy people now just dropping dead? And, of course, this is what you'd expect. Uh, also from long COVID. Yeah, I've noticed the same, but that virus has caused so much illness and wrecked the immune system. So they'll never admit it, you know. And then and then it's just like, I'm not discussing it, Paul. Uh, this is just center of just, a, you know, a hummygum sort of like uh, of uh, proof texts to, to back up my point. Not discussing it as I still believe it saved lives. I've had four vaxxers and I'm fine. No COVID and I'm vulnerable. You know, well, you might be fine, but you know, we'll see. You know, it might, be, it might not be fine next month. Who knows? That's the whole point. It looks like yeah. we're skipping. I don't know. It looks like we're skipping the the break here. Uh, here, folks. Here, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the nine hundred thousand gotaways. In reality, that ratio is probably higher because criminals and terrorists don't want to be caught. Fentanyl is now two thirds of the overdose deaths in America. 1,200 people have been found dead on the U.S. side of the southern border. At least a dozen terrorists roam free in our country. Tell me again how an open border is the humane thing to do. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. 
Until tomorrow, see this Pashem Parabellum. Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air. And 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. And one of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. And we are back, folks, beyond the official narrative. Republic Broadcasting, Richard Carey here with Paul Edward Stevenson and Paul in California. And, gentlemen, I just shared with you and uh, actually uh, the board up Julie as well, uh, this article, uh, a gentleman, Steve Kirsch, uh, he has a list of nearly 100 indicators that the safe and effective narrative is falling apart. That's at stevekirsch.substack.com, and I found it at Investment Watch Blog. I don't know. That could be uh, possibly a good one to, to repost to RBN. I don't know. Uh, use your judgment, Julie, if you if you agree. But, yeah, gentlemen, it's such a long list to read on the air, but you've been hearing all of the uh, ignored facts. Uh, as these have been, I don't see how it's not going to continue, and especially places like Germany are, are working hard on the infrastructure for uh, digital ID linked to uh, the shots for the future. It's 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 insane though when you think about the very premise of it. I mean, at at the basis, you know, what we'll call the foundation of the building of the narrative, safe and effective against what? Against 
a virus that <laughs> as I think is now pretty much agreed upon by uh, most of the, the the smarter people that I've accessed online, a virus that was never shown to exist, never isolated, despite anybody's claims of electron microgaffes and other such uh, dribble. I mean, there never was any new or novel so-called coronavirus. And, and if you recall at the beginning, weren't they telling us, oh, well, you know, it's asymptomatic, you know, but you could be a carrier and you could spread it. And it just so happened that the average age of death uh, from COVID over here in the U.S. anyway coincided with the average age of death. <laughs> Jim Fetzer covered that on his show pretty early on, right? Month after month after month, the average age of death of somebody with COVID corresponded almost precisely with the average age of death, and they had so-called comorbidities. So what were yeah. we being vaccinated against? You know, the whole thing's insane, the, the idea of any safer, effective vaccine. Against what? Since there is no proven causality between viruses and disease. In fact, it's been disproven over and over and over again, and I just watched a great interview with uh, the two authors of What Really Makes You Ill, of that, uh, that book. I forget their, their names, uh, you know, slipped my mind right now. But they go, you know, they took 10 years to research this, going back, you know, over 70 years in the medical literature. And there's never been any evidence that viruses cause disease. There's evidence that the things we are calling viruses exist, but just because they exist inside of you doesn't mean they cause anything, just like bacteria exist inside of you. They don't cause anything, and the evidence of that is that most people are well all the time and only sick here and there. So, therefore, how could these things, which are supposed to be all around us all the time, super scary, wash our hands, wipe all the surfaces down? It's, it's just an exercise in mass stupidity, and it's sad and infuriating for me to see my fellow humans uh, failing the test. Well, here, let's have uh, Mr. Stevenson comment on that uh, before we have to hit the bottom of the hour break. Yeah, well, I mean, even if you accept that there was a virus, I mean, you know, and there, there, there is this thing, uh, COVID, they, they, no one ever disputed that the overwhelming casualties of this where people as Paul said were actually at the age of natural death anyway or people with comorbidities you know people who are you know grossly overweight for example in the United States is one of the big ones it's probably similar here so you know all this panic about taking this thing I mean if you're not in one of those two categories even if you believed you know that there is something out there why would you take it I didn't take it you didn't take it you know, did we get COVID? I don't know. I mean, I, nothing sticks out in my memory. I mean, I, I remember having like what felt like a bit of a flu at the start of all this, but it might just have been flu. That could have been coincidence. But there was no reason for healthy people to take this thing um, or to shut down the economy. And, you know, as we maintained from the start, this was always about a lot more than, um, you know, it was about a wealth transfer. It was about uh, crushing the middle classes. It was about an attack on our liberties. Um, and, you know, all sorts and, of various uh, ag agendas at work rather than public health. But, uh, you know, as, as you say, it's disappointing that your fellow humans uh, en masse fall for this nonsense. It's quite scary, actually, how easily they are mobilized, you know, like some sort of robots where you just switch a button and off they go. You know, people like my own mother, you know, I, I don't know how many texts I have my mother telling me to get that vaccine, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I went to way before the 
pandemic I had to go through that with my mom because she was a big believer in medical doctors. But the biggest addendum I will add to that nice little list you just summarized there, Paul, the biggest addendum would be and to condition us for future and further so-called outbreaks, pandemics, and vaccines, and boosters into infinity. I really do think that's what the main reason Yeah. Well, I, I remember joking at the start. I remember saying, you know, maybe when, you know, people have had, uh, you know, as many vaccines as there are Rocky movies, uh, maybe the penny will drop that these vaccines aren't even effective. Well, here, gentlemen, uh, I don't, I don't, uh, I, think, I don't hear the music. I don't hear the music, but I believe uh, we're coming on that bottom of the hour. So here, hold that thought, uh, please, Paul, and 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 follow up right after you we are return. Tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Hello, I'm Dr. Leonard Horowitz. I was right 30 years ago in warning the world about threatening lab virus outbreaks, AIDS, and Ebola. I was right 20 years ago when FBI Director Robert Mueller made me a suspect in the anthrax mailings because I warned the Bureau before the CIA's biocrime and Cipro sales psyops happened. I was right about COVID-19 being an AIDS-laced mutagen plan to resurge this fall to excuse officials' profitable depopulation globalization agendas. And I was right about the only safeguards being antioxidants and holy spiritual sustenance. Vitamin C, D, zinc, chlorophyll, oxygen, and oxysilver especially transmits the frequency resonance to neutralize the expanded function bioweapon. Oxysilver is a double superconductor of the healing power of love. It is the first nutraceutical invented to amplify prayer power and the faithful loving intention of your heart. Buy, try, and stockpile OxySilver through HealthyWorldStore.com. Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history, but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure and natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it, and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica, another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady... We offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-THE NUMBER 2. KEEP IT TODAY. are back, folks, beyond the official narrative. Republic Broadcasting, Richard Carey here today with double Pauls, Paul Edward Stevenson and Paul in California. So we have Paul in London and Paul in California. And uh, Mr. Stevenson, you were just um, uh, making a point when we hit the break. I don't know if you remember. The, uh... Yeah, I was, I was, and you know, I joked at the start of this, you know, I think we got to the second vaccine that, uh, you know, maybe by the time, you know, there's, there's more vaccines in Rocky movies, the penny will drop, but these things aren't, don't do what typically and historically people have expected vaccines to do. And they now admit that the vaccine doesn't prevent you from spreading it or contracting it. Um, but again, that hasn't really sh- shaken their worldview. Uh, you know, if, if I get a vaccine for polio or measles or whatever, y- y- you expect that you don't contract those illnesses. Um, but uh, th- that's irrelevant to these people. They're so ideologically driven, they just uh, adjust, uh, you know, to continue thinking this rather than admit that, uh, okay, these things aren't what vaccines normally do and you have to keep taking them. I told you, Richard, before I met a girl recently, uh, uh, and Paul as well, and, um, you know, I'm, I, the people I associate with, they don't take these things. You know, there are people who are in my, you know, okay, apart from my mother and some of my brothers and sisters, I'm up particularly close to anyway, but people I really care about, none of them have taken these vaccines. They're all aware. And then I meet a girl recently and I like her and, uh, you know, I think it could have a future. And I asked her, did you take a vaccine? She's taken three of them. But she was coerced because she, uh, the, the lockdowns destroyed her fashion uh, industry. And so she had to take another job uh, in finance and, she had no sooner been in the job when the company mandated the vaccines. And, of course, it destroyed her livelihood from previously. She needed the job, so she took the shots. And uh, so she's taken three of them. And as you can imagine, you know, if if you like someone, you're thinking about having a future with them. It's at the back of your mind, you know, because it also affects fertility. There's no doubt about that. These things are affecting fertility in both men and women. And, you know, I know it's the worst case scenario, but you're thinking, you know, because we don't know anything about these things or what we do know is emerging is frightening. You know, are you going to marry this girl and wake up to a dead body someday? I mean, I know that's probably, you know, the worst case scenario, but it is in your mind, you know. I kind of feel as if someone, you know, slipped through my net where that's not a possibility for everyone else. So, you know, I'm not worried about my son waking up, you know, or having a heart problem or anybody I know, but this girl's taken three of them, so it is what it is. I'm going to have to suffer this a little bit, you know. 
And Paul? Paul in California, do we still have you uh, with us? Can you hear me? Yeah, now I do. Yes, sir. Okay, because I couldn't. I uh, I wasn't sure if you heard me before. Well, I mean, let's let's make this show personal since we already have. So, so Paul, are are you of the mindset or the or the age or whatever position in life where you would want to have children? Uh, well, I mean, I'm 46, so I'm getting on a little bit. But obviously, as a man, I can still have children. Um, you okay. know, this girl's so, in her early 40s, so maybe she she won't have children anyway. I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, no, I don't that, think these vaccines that, are going to help our cause. Okay, so then you all, your only worry then is about your your own personal health. But yeah, you definitely would want to move on if you're considering having children. There's far too much evidence. There's just I've seen so much about this topic. I mean, I can't even count how many videos I've seen about the contents of the vaccines, the effect it's having on pregnant women here, the effect it's having on uh, young children that are you know uh, yeah you know just it's just really really uh, you know it's it, there's I mean there's actually um, uh, you know, dating sites over here where that's like the the top reason why people are rejected. I've I've heard that and read that. You know, so yeah, yeah words, well, it doesn't surprise me because you, yeah, because you, because it is at the back of your mind that if you you know even if she got pregnant, that uh, you know she's going to have a miscarriage because Pfizer re- revealed uh, information where there was quite a high percentage of of unexplained miscarriages and also you know if you were trying to you know have a child. You know, someone's taking three of these things, you know, it's probably going to be more difficult. Or if the child's born, you know, is it going to be born healthy, you know? So I don't know. I mean, right. listen. No, and the shedding, I, the, shedding, the shedding thing is a real phenomenon. I don't, I don't claim to understand it, but there's just so much uh, circumstantial evidence and, and firsthand testimony of people that have talked about, even in many cases, it's not, not necessarily their their girlfriend or their marriage partner, but just somebody that they interacted with and that they got really? sick. Oh, absolutely. You, you have to, you have to del- delve into it, but the videos out there, they exist. Just go to all the various platforms that you probably already know, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, etc., and you will find them. And doctors are, uh, some of the doctors that we all know and, and they're familiar with uh, that we've seen on some of these alternative uh, platforms. That's one of the things they're talking about. And uh, yeah. I don't think any of them has a firm gr- grasp on exactly what it is. I'm not sure I buy the spike protein stuff. I think there's a lot of nonsense going on there with the mRNA and the spike protein. Uh, the most recent one I saw was a fantastic video with the, an Indian woman. Uh, her name was Pormina Wag, W-A-G-H. She's been actually interviewed by a couple different people. Uh, but this one with Dr. Lee Merritt was excellent. And uh, she talks about, she sees this all as poison. And a lot of others are coming to that conclusion that there's, they've, they've examined far too many vials. They're not finding anything in there biological. It's all toxic. And that's what they're doing, mm-hmm. especially the graphene and the graphene oxide, which has, it, has yeah. a positive electrical affinity and is essentially shorting, shorting out the systems in our body. Because the, especially yeah. brain and heart activity has a negative electrical affinity and our uh, our body is actually uh, needs uh, electrons, a negative charge for for sustenance. Free radicals and free radical damage are positive, positively charged. Uh, basically, they're electron strippers. Is is actually what they are. So when you get into yeah. this, you know, it just beca- it becomes essentially it's an electrochemical poisoning. Is what it is. 
And I'm sure that these people that are behind all of this, they, they thought this out and they thought, what is the most effective thing that we can do and for not just the short term but for the long term and something that sooner or later is going to ca- cause, you know, a blood clot or, you know, myocarditis, pericarditis, neuropathy, uh, you know, partial paralysis, uh, you know, everything that we're seeing. Because if you watch enough of these vaccine injury videos, it's just enough to curl your hair as to what they've done. And, of course, the average person is not going to have yeah. contact with this. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's sad I mean, infuriating. I mean, I'm old enough. I'm old enough. I, I, my, my main concern would be about, you know, having a child. Um, I mean, I'm old enough where I, I could live with it if I didn't, particularly in the world we live in, what you what sort of world you're bringing a child into, of course, and the whole education system and all of that. But, uh, I mean, I have a son. He's 18. So it wouldn't be the end of the world. And, you know, this girl is like in her early 40s anyway. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to reject her because of she's taking the vaccines. It's just always the back of your mind. Is this person going to, you know, have problems as suddenly? Because it's such an unknown. No one knows, you know. No one knows what's going to happen after six months or a year or two years or three years. Is it going to shorten their lives? You know, I don't know. It's just depressing. Right. To be and she could, she could, she could have got mostly saline too. That's the thing. She could have mostly got saline, and and then you'd be okay. So uh, I'm sure that yeah, I'll believe be that. Coming up. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to believe that from now on. Thank you, Paul. She took saline. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure what's going to be coming up now. There's going to be people in practice that are going to develop ways test to see, you know, what did you get? Did you get any of these ingredients that are showing up? Because if you've seen, mm. and I, I, if you haven't, I encourage you to do so. If you, if you have not seen the examination under the microscope that many of these people have done, it's just, it's beyond the pale. I mean, we're talking yeah. about not just these, these poisons that are known like graphene and graphene oxide, which by the way, they found on the, on the tips of the swabs too. For the testing swabs, they put it on the tips. But there's also nanotech as well as just basically very, very small microscopic shards of metal. I mean, really, the kind of metal that you'd see on the, the floor of a machine shop, but just really, really small. They put little bits of metal in these things. So it's just it's unreal what, what they've done. And the average person, they can't comprehend it. They wouldn't believe it. It's kind of like, you know, you're talking to your mom. She, just, she doesn't believe you. It's very frustrating. I went through it with my mom. Of course, she, she passed, you know, back in 2008. But, uh, you know, I was, I was anti-pharmaceutical for a very long time. I was very health conscious. And like a lot of women, my mom didn't get outside enough. She, you know, she needed more sunshine and fresh air and exercise. She needed to forget about so much housework, which she was just into keeping a, you know, a clean and nice house. You know, I don't fault her for that, but that's a lot of what women, they get caught up in that. And then she was a doctor worshiper. She kept going to doctors and she kept getting prescriptions. And she got a flu shot every year. And I didn't know this until after she died and I looked at the medical records. She got a flu shot every year for 13 years in a row. And I know for a fact... My mom does that, too. Yeah, and two different occasions that put her in the hospital. She was in the hospital with pneumonia, and she still refused to see the connection. I was just, you know, I remember visiting her one time in the hospital, and, you know, I tried to, like, wake her up, and she's, oh, well, the doctor says they're not related. Like, good God, what do you need? You know, it's like, I mean, it's just denial, you know, it's it's a cult. Mm. It's almost like a cult. Yeah. Well, they, they don't love the truth, I think, as well, you see, is a problem. And uh, I often find that quite fascinating as to, you know, uh, two types of people in the world, people who love the truth 
which is which by the way all the truth is is reality so you have a bunch of people who are living in an alternative reality they're not acknowledging reality when they don't acknowledge the truth because they're living in a world that they want to live in or they choose to believe in because this is uncomfortable for them i guess or whatever i don't know it's quite fascinating but it's also very tragic well gentlemen we have a few callers uh lining up we should probably get to the phones uh first we have tom in florida hello tom hey welcome to the show uh what's on your mind yeah hey richard good day to you guys uh great call uh, great show uh, what, what i got to say is this uh first off bill gates says the world's overpopulated but he had four kids i think he should have boarded them and now he wouldn't he couldn't be uh, concerned about what he did to the world but uh as far as paul goes i say go to russia Meet a Russian woman. Uh, Putin's given out uh, a lot of money for these Russian women to have babies. I hope uh, put, I hope the Russians load their population. She is Russian. Chinese numbers. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, well, well. I'm, I'm just hoping that uh, Putin, you know, Putin's paying all these uh, women now to have children over there. So I think that's a great thing. And uh, we'll see what happens with the population of Russia here in the next twenty years. We we'll probably not see it, but we'll see. But now here, here is here. I really want to talk about. Okay, 1969, the Hong Kong flu hits. Nobody's going to get a, uh, a vaccine. Nobody's wearing masks. Uh, it was the same basic thing was like H1N1, N1, H1. Okay, well, we already told you that on your show a few times, Richard. But here, listen. The media at that time was power, more powerful than it ever was because we didn't have uh, social media. We didn't have Internet. You, you only had ABC, NBC, CBS, and all that. So they could have really put the scare into the world at that time because we didn't have Internet, Richard, to, to you know, see to the, the double standard here. You were basically like controlled like a robot with these major networks at the time in '69. So nobody made a, 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 a it wasn't like a pandemonia that you have to get a vaccine, you have to start wearing masks. And you know what they have done? I call them the dark angels, the deep state, the Zog, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Israel is probably behind some of this a lot. This uh, the cabal, the filth mm-hmm. is uh, where um, where we, we witnessed how they could steal an election because right. to me. I noticed that the COVID came out right when China, when Trump was really getting tough with China, you know, with the trade and all that. And that's when they, they, the Chinese said, oh, yeah, well, you're funding our lab at Wuhan. So now well, we're going to reverse I, it. We're going to go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I didn't mention this, but, uh, yeah, we just had some updates uh, and reminders, you know, on, on what's been ignored. when It already came out. I mean, the FBI warrant for the Trump search, though. We're hearing it relied on the corporate media's reports. So just 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 rumors that they ran with, basically. OK, uh, very similar to the earlier bungled Russia uh, visa warrants. And so yeah, we're, we're hearing uh, specifically some of the uh, sources being what, like Breitbart. Uh, Breitbart was one and CBS. So, yeah, really trusted sources. And then the news cycle is completely whizzed by uh, without mentioning or acknowledging the fact that Zuckerberg has admitted to the FBI that they needed to censor posts during the election. You know, we have this. Zuckerberg even confessed it to Joe Rogan, okay, that the FBI and Facebook conspired together in the election interference in 2020. And yet the corporate media is not even acknowledging it. It's like it didn't even happen and certainly, uh, you know, illegal. Uh, go ahead, Paul. Let's not turn this into an election show, though. I mean, right, right. No, no, no. I mean, let's, let's get right on your break. Let's get- yeah, and, and there's also a Let's couple get, more uh, callers, but I mean, no, your points well, are Richard, very well taken, Tom. I, Richard, I, I want to go to the other callers because we won't have much time. Yeah, but uh, thank you, ahead, thank you, ahead. sir. Uh, James Thanks. in Vancouver. Hello, James. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Hello. Um, uh, for example, animals can smell uh, death on people. 
when they're sick and dying, uh, the protein, all living organisms discharge protein into the air. And um, so this is not surprising that there's uh, these spike proteins or whatever they are being uh, shed. Uh, it's a fact of nature. Um, I don't, have you ever been around a cattle herd? Cattle herds are big for this. You can smell them, especially when the yeah. wind is right, okay? And um, you can get sick off of cattle herds uh, because uh, <clears throat> those toxins or pathogens are, are uh, you know, they exude from the animal. So I wanted to uh, help you out with that, maybe. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, again... The, as long as we're just off of the the virus theory, because I think that, that we can put that to bed. <laughs> well, that's just, another uh, issue. But, um, yeah. but anyway, okay, I'll let you go. Thanks. Yeah, no, James, sure. yeah, and you're welcome on a future show to, to discuss where you agree and disagree with Paul on the virus topic. I'd be curious. Sure. And we, yes, sir, we have Tom in Utah. Hello, Tom. Hey, uh, welcome to the show, sir. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, what's on your mind? Hi, Richard. I got probably got a bad connection. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're yep. good. Yes, sir. You're good. I'm just going to tell you, viruses are the evidence of an accident. They're not the accident nor the cause. It's like the shards of glass spread across the freeway after the collision. The glass didn't cause the collision. It wasn't the collision. It's just the evidence. Plain and simple. Yeah, pretty much that's, the, that's what I would say is, is the consensus among the people that I've listened to. The fact, the fact of the matter is that people that are ill can indeed have more virus present, but that's because the body is trying to eliminate it. It's, a, it's the evidence of a cellular decomposition. That's it. Spent 60 years of my life in the business. And it breaks my heart that people are so ignorant. They buy into the fraud that has been said to them. You, 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 were, you were a doctor, is that correct, or, or, or something in Pathology. I labored in veterinary and human and pediatric pathology. Right, right, okay. And my, I yeah, was on so the phone with one of my fellows last night, and I, we're going crazy because we're listening to this bullshit. Absolute right. bullshit. Okay. Please, please, we're not, we try to keep it clean on, on our BN. You know, it's so hard to compete with well, the actual presentation. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the, in, in fact, one of, one of the videos I just was watching recently, Tom, they were commenting on the fact that, they're, you know, they're disappointed in their fellow doctors because so few doctors... Oh, yeah, I am too. I am to too. To, ...seem to be able to break free from the paradigm, you know, from what... Because then they talked about how they learned back in in the medical school and college where you, you learn from textbooks and from lectures and they tell you, oh, these diseases are associated with these organisms. And, of course, none of it is proven. It's all just, uh, you know, whatever it is they tell you and then you memorize it and then spit it back to them. Well, Paul, what were you going to ask Tom about, about like, what he's, with his uh, veterinary pathology and human pathology background, what, what he had been involved with? You were going to ask him a follow-up question and then it slipped by? You mean Paul in California or Paul in, in, in England? Paul in California. Were you? 
No, no, I just, I just made the, made the comment or the question that I, that I, that I did. Yeah, no. Okay, um, Mr. And Mr. Stevenson, then, uh, let me uh, send it to you, sir. Uh, no, I'm just listening. Okay. You know, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. As am I, then. Okay, sure. Well, uh, Tom, I'm sorry, go back to you. Sorry to interrupt. Continue, continue Tom, yeah. Oh, now did we lose Tom? I hope not. Are you still there, Tom? Ah. Oh, darn it. Yeah. Well, in this okay. moment of a brief airtime, I suppose the two of you have seen, I don't know if you have, this newest, uh, what I guess you call the the theory, the rumor, the prediction of strategy that they're now going to pivot and come more clean, shall we say, or admit that the vaccines are a problem and then blame it on Trump and his Operation Warp Speed. So they're now going to basically... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, and you yeah, we, we, yeah, thinking, discussed that brilliant. on Friday. Oh, okay, I did, I did not... Yeah, well, it, but it all... It, yeah, the important thing is, of course, it, 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 it reveals that they now recognize that this vaccine is not only a problem, but it's such a big problem that they want to offload it onto Trump. <laughs> you know, they're going to weaponize yeah. it. No, and it's it's a, it's kind of a brilliant like kill two birds with one stone kind of a thing, you know. I mean, it's just you got to hand it to these people, you know. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody's fooled by it, really. I mean, it's just like you know. I mean, uh, there will be some will be fooled by it, but you'd have to be completely retarded uh, to be fooled by it. Well, well, there's no there's no shortage of that over here, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's one or two of them over here as well. So, you know, yeah, yeah, let's blame Trump. <laughs> that was an interesting article, and, you know, uh, Paul, in California. You sent me earlier a winterwatch.net article. Uh, winter right. is coming. And uh, yeah, I've been talking about this, too. Uh, they're going to shift to climate change propaganda, but still feeding off of the, the pandemic fear propaganda and justification for, for all of the uh, compliance, digital IDs, authorization, all of this. But they're saying a pretty bad, uh, for any cold areas of Europe and America, it's going to be a bad uh, winter. Right, and I, I was actually considering, because I liked a couple of paragraphs out of the article, I was actually considering reading a few lines on the air, but, you know, we're not, not at this point, we're running out of time. But, yeah, you know, they've got it all lined up. You know, they've already shut down so much of the energy production. You know, they've shut down the fertilizer production. They, You know, they basically are trying to as best they can God bless their little hearts. They're really trying to basically make us miserable, make us cold, make us hungry, uh, you know, for uh, the, whatever lovely purposes they have in their little minds. And uh, I just don't think this is ever going to end peacefully. That's been my position for probably at least 10-plus years. I think that they're pushing, and they're pushing, and they're pushing, and a lot of people say, oh, that's what they want us to do. Well, you know, yeah, but it could be like that old schoolyard fight you had where, you didn't want to fight, but then once you did, you know, it, it went in your favor, and you said, well, what, 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 what was I afraid of? Why, why was I waiting so long? You know, I think a lot of males that went through the school system had that experience, and I really do believe that's how we should look at whatever it is they're asking for, because in many cases, um, that's the only thing that will end up working, because I think we all can agree uh, voting is not going to work. Well, I just said you know, Go ahead, Paul. I was going to say, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's it, one of the one of the most 
you know, identifiable traits of of Jewish uh, uh, thinking is their audacity. So they are very, very audacious people. So you have a small group of people who are trying to pull this stuff, hoping that uh, you know that everyone will go along with it. Because, but it is audacity. You know, it's um, it's a very big. There's a. It's a yeah. No, I was just gonna say the word for it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So God. you know, it's, they rely on that because they are very audacious, but they're also very aggressive as well. And uh, down through history, you know, people say, "Oh, you know, we know that the Jews have a certain sort of uh, sagacity and a sort of a um, sneaky way," but they're always very aggressive, and that's usually their undoing because these people are very unreasonable. They never, they never stop, and eventually eyebrows get raised and. Uh, there's a reaction to them, and uh, I expect the same thing to happen again. I mean, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. Or, sorry, the best predictor exactly. yeah, uh, of future behavior. You know, so uh, the whole thing is just to roll out again, and uh, their aggression is usually their undoing. And uh, you can always rely on their aggression. They're, they're a mad dog, and eventually there's only one thing you can do with a mad dog. It, it kind of reminds me of what an old uh, boss of mine once said. When he used to give us talks, and he said that the, he said it was in the Bible. I don't know. I never looked for it, but he said the, the the curse, the curse of the Jews is that they wouldn't know that they were making you angry, that they they didn't know it. And mm, uh, I don't know. That's I think interesting. That, yeah. There could be some truth to that. Yeah, well, that's a great way to close out the show, gentlemen. And always leaves room for further discussion. Thank you so much, Paul Edward Stevenson, Paul in California. Chat with both of you again soon. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Richard. All right, folks. Please support the station, and we will speak again soon. Transcend the construct. Regards. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term, storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the Rotating Sponsors banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.